kicking. Broom. There we are. All right, let's get some music going. We'll see if we can get this shooting match on the way. Tax the rich, feed the poor, Alvin Lee, as usual, for opening our little two-hour session here together on the Eurofolk Radio Network. Roger Sales, your host, Radio Ranch, the name of our get-together on a weekday basis here from uh, 11 to 1 Eastern Time, this time of the year. Kind of like the 10 to 12 better, but we'll, you know, don't have much control over that. Uh, It is, of course, Monday, the Monday, Monday, Can't Trust That Day show, and... um, it's the 24th of January, the last full week of the first month of what promises to be one hell of a year in front of us. So we got one down, there's 11 to go. Uh, just about, anyway, one down. Um, welcome, everybody. Hope there's some new folks listening. Maybe there's some new folks on with us today. I've had a couple of people. How do I get on there where I can ask questions? Uh, so if you've gotten the, these documents, what I call the matrix docs, there's two of them. One is how to escape the matrix and the other is how to file a national affidavit. And I try and put this in every email I respond to. All contact, listen, participate, archive, etc. information is right there on the back of both of those documents. All the ways to join us. Participate either a phone in number with you know 20 digits uh, with less than ideal fidelity or the two different ways where you can join us digitally and have better fidelity. There's a number of people on the board, a lot of folks join us here on a regular basis and don't even say anything, which is fine, you know. Uh, I think still, as I've said in the past, I think there's going to be a day when you won't be able to do that uh, because there's going to be so damn many people wanting to get on here, and I'm not sure what Jitsi's capacity is, honestly. But I think at some point we're going to blow out Jitsi's capacity, and we'll just have to deal with it. So anyway, uh, Jeff and I were talking right before uh, we went on. Before we get into that, Jeff, let me go over. Uh, Gary, are you with us this morning? Gary in Montana? Okay, he's probably in the... Hey, Gary. How you doing, man? Give me a minute to get off of mute. Yeah, that's okay. I understand that. You have to fumble around there with those little smartphones. Uh, Tonight, I'm going to have had the invitation, thanks to Gary and his hard work out there, uh, to speak to their uh, Flathead County Patriot Group. Uh, And I guess I'm just going to give a regular presentation. Is that right? Because, see, Gary's done a lot of legwork out there. You know, Gina, his wife, did a PowerPoint presentation that they showed to him. This has been going on for a couple of months now. And uh, so you got people there that are well aware of uh, what we do here, and you've handed out stuff to them, and you've played, uh, I think, the Deanna Spangola interview, and I've been on Jim White's show, although we didn't get all the way through the material uh, that uh, December 22nd, I think it was. Um, and uh, so, but I guess you want me to just do, do a regular presentation like nobody's heard anything before, right? Yeah, just uh, do something like you do on did on the Spingola thing or the Tom okay. thing. Okay. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, 
You're going to have two uninterrupted hours. Okay. Uh, well, so, we'll. Uh, I think we can cover the. Uh, let me now. If I'm going to do that kind of a presentation, it's going to take most of the two hours. Do you want it abbreviated, where there's time for questions and answers? That's up to you. I mean, uh, well, we're going to be a now, lot of. It's never heard this information. Okay, well then that then that that's what we'll do. And if you want to schedule questions like again next week or something, we can do that. You know, and I'll be happy to work with you there because I appreciate your hard work. And um, well, uh, it's to do the presentation tonight, the intro from your viewpoint, you know, having you do it, and then uh, I was going to beg you to come back next Monday and do the second part yeah you won't have to beg too hard you know i mean I, I'm, I'm very accommodating for all the effort you and gina have put out here you know and i want to back you up for uh being the front guy out there and a real pivotal uh listen your little county out there could be extremely pivotal okay i don't know of another county in the whole contiguous united states that we uh, have have had the opportunity to get that many people that are strong rugged individuals that are really interested in us together in one county and that makes a that could i don't know that it does it could make a huge difference okay and uh yeah the demographic demographics out here makes a difference i don't know if you're aware but we're super populated with veterans out here well, it doesn't surprise me. Um, and then it's interesting. I had another couple uh, this weekend. The wife has been contacting me, and uh, you know, question, questions, questions. And uh, I most of the time I'll I'll play along with that. There gets some people, you know, and I understand their anxieties and whatever. Take advantage of that. And, uh, and you, as you guys know, when you get asked a simple question here. It's not always, and most of the time, it's never a simple answer. It's long, it's drawn out, it's complex, there's other things you got to understand, and that kind of thing. And I end up spending hours answering email questions, and I go, listen, you know, I, I, I want to help you. I appreciate your concern, and I'm really glad that you're interested. But I do a radio show, and the main purpose of this show, and the reason it's formatted the way it is with no interruptions and how we do things around here, is to be able to answer questions in those long sometimes complex answers with other stuff that you got to understand to understand the answer without interruptions so that everybody can learn. And if you don't want to do that, I'm going to charge you $150 an hour. But I can't just sit here and answer email after email after email with four or five questions, half of them asking me for legal advice. Okay? And I don't want to give you legal advice on what about if I got trusts and what about this and what about that because should I, and I'm not an attorney, okay? As, as my friend used to say, do I look that crooked? Okay, I'm not an attorney and I don't want to give you information that you rely on that may for some reason not work out and then something happened to you and you come back and blame me. Okay, I got expertise in what I've got expertise at. I'm very good, I think, at what we do and have expertise in. But all those things, and, you know, ask me to trust and this, that, and the other. And some of you can figure out, say, hey, get a hold of Brent Winters. Okay, he's an expert in trusts. Uh, in fact, yeah. I heard, I heard, go ahead, Gary. Well, in regards to that, we've got people on here that's got some subject matter expertise in that. We've got that Craig guy out of Colorado. 
we've got Brent, we've got John. Uh, there's there's depth here on handling different situations that we can refer people to. Well, the point being is that's what the radio program is for. It's not for me to sit here hours answering. You, you know, you, you okay, I'll answer a couple of questions. Well, then another email comes in with five questions. Uh, and then uh, another one comes in with five questions. I could spend hours doing that, and I'm just not going to do it. That's what this radio show is for, okay? So, anyway. Sacrifice many hours a week as it is, Roger. I mean, just ten on this radio show alone. And then you sacrifice for these other shows you've been getting on, like you're doing tonight for me. And I might add, too, that everybody has a patriot-type group in their community. Yes, if nothing true. else, you could join that group and do nothing but pass out the Matriots documents. Very true. That, that's if, if you're worried about what you can do, what you can't do, that's the very least you could do. I, I mean, I, I, I've heard for years the old, well, I'm only one person. What can I do? I, I've heard that crap for 30 years, okay? I'm one person. Look what I've done. Uh, all these other people that have contributed, they're one person. Gary's one person. Look what he's done. Jeff's one person. Look what he's done. Wayne, our buddy in Texas there in Dallas, he's one person. Look what he's done getting me hooked up with Tom D. Uh, all these people, you, it, it, you're one person, but you can do something. Okay? You can do something. This is a team effort. It doesn't cost that much to go down to Staples and print off the Matrix doc. The escaping the matrix document, you know, 40, 50 copies, and you're only spending 20, 25 bucks. Pass them out. Well, I doubt if you'd spend that much doing that. Anyway, Gary, what you need to do before we get started tonight is send me a handshake on Skype, okay? Well, I, I got Skype on my computer, Roger, but I've never used Skype, so I'm going to be in town where I can get good internet uh, and probably okay. try to get off. But, Sooner. Okay. All right. Well, here's what you do. You open up the program, Skype. There's a search bar up there, okay, on the, on the on. left. Hang on. Gina's writing this down. It's very simple, okay? You go to that okay. search bar, and I sent you my username in that email. Right. And you type I that into the search bar, and it'll bring up all the results in their database, and I'm right there. You just hit that. You hit the one that's that's me. And over on the right-hand side, it'll say, send a handshake. And you send a handshake. I receive that. I okay it because I know who you're sending, that you're sending me that. And then we're hooked up. Our computers, Skype is, um, they call it a peer-to-peer software, I believe. And that's the way it's linked up. And we've got to okay that connection there. And then our computers always know what each other's are doing. I can tell if you're online, if you're not online, and all that. And we're con- now we'll be connected digitally, and it'll be a much better, uh, a much a far better connection tonight with fidelity for your audience now do you have some mic uh, microphones or not uh, not microphones speakers where everybody that's there can hear yeah we got a complete sound system okay if you um if you do your face like can skype show your face yeah i guess i can do that i don't ever use video if i can help it we'll try we'll try because we're gonna We'll project you right up on a screen. We've okay. got projections 
got a projection system and the whole nine yards. All right. Well, I'll, I'll fool with it and see if I can figure. I never use video on the thing, but I, I'm sure it's got capable there. So uh, we'll work on that this afternoon or early this evening. And that's uh, what time your your time out there? Six. Okay. So Would that would be. What is that, Eastern? Eight? Eight. Yeah. Eight o'clock your time. Okay. Eight to ten tonight. Okay. Great. Uh, Sorry, you guys. Uh, If you want to take a quick trip up to Flathead uh, County, you can probably get in on this tonight. Otherwise, uh, uh, you're, you know, this for for that group here this evening. So thank you, Gary, for setting that up. I look forward to meeting your folks and uh, having a little conversation with them this evening. Um. So, right. uh, okay. Thank you, Gary. Uh, also, I, I had another, I had some good responses over the weekend. I hadn't really, I've, I'm feeling better, but I'm still not on the top of my game. I'm very, I'm still weak uh, from, from the last five days or so and hadn't eaten very much and uh, got aches and pains and uh, uh, got a nice, I got a very, very good chiropractor down here, my friend Patrick, who's, um, as good a chiropractor as I've ever been to, and I've been using them since I was in my 20s and had a bad car accident in Atlanta, uh, got rear-ended with my head turned to the side. And so it not only whiplashed my neck, but because my head was turned, it cranked it at the same time. And I've suffered the rest of my life from that. And it has gotten aggravated in this uh, in this little bout I've had here recently since last week. Uh, and, and I feel better. I'm not running in a low grade fever and uh and uh, um and i'm do i'm on the, the road to recovery here but i'm still a little bit weak and uh so that'll get better as we go forward i hadn't been sick in quite some time and you know a couple of weeks ago one of our guys at our lunch uh insists on coming to lunch with omicron it's just a head cold it's just a head cold and uh, so i caught that because that damn stuff is incredibly contagious. That I heard somebody talking about if, you, if they said COVID, you know, as contagious as COVID is supposed to be, COVID is on a scale of 1 to 10, COVID is a 2. Uh, Omicron is a 10. And that's why you hear comments like everybody in the world will get this. Uh, and there's some thoughts floating around. Is, the, is, uh, is Omicron a white hat COVID to build up everybody's resistance? Because I guess you could produce antibodies. Anyway, this guy insists on coming to lunch because uh, it's the high point of his week. And uh, uh, and he gives it a lot, to me at least. I'm not sure who else got it. Uh, and I got over that. It wasn't bad. It was very mild. Um, but then this other stuff that hit me last week was, and it's funny, it wasn't like you're, you're you know, when you get real sick and, and you want, you're throwing up or you got diarrhea, it didn't have any of that. It was just a, a low-grade flu with a lot of body and muscle aches, and you just feel tired. And as soon as the show started on Thursday, as soon as the show was over, I couldn't wait to go lay down in bed, spent the rest of the time in bed, got up Friday to do the show with Brent, even had a couple of folks that could hear it in my voice and wrote me and said, you sound terrible, man, go to a doctor. I said, yikes, go to a doctor. These guys are killing you. Okay. So anyway, fortunately for us down here, we've got hydrochloroquine and 
ivermectin and I had stock on that here and so I started taking that and uh, I've gotten a little bit better I'm still very tired and uh, uh, tire easily and I haven't had my strength because I hadn't been eating right and uh, just you know it's not that I lost my taste it's just that nothing appealed to me you ever get in those situations where you're just you, you think of things you want to eat and instead of your body going yeah you know you want that everything you think of goes yeah 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 and so uh, yeah Gary that's going around everywhere it's hitting I mean our kinfolk in Indiana it's hitting them bad it's hitting up here in the Montana this it's stuff that I'm talking about now or the uh, Omicron no this stuff you're, yeah Omicron moronic whatever you want to call it <laughs> well anyway I can trail flu because it's hitting everybody okay well i don't know where it came from i still haven't figured out where it came from although i probably got exposed to it last tuesday at lunch because it happened you know usually you'll get sick three days after you get exposed and this was two days but man i just felt like hammered monkey poop you know i was so tired yes i was Hmm. okay and so uh, uh i don't know uh, what that's all about but hadn't been sick in a long time many years and uh so uh, i guess i was due and hopefully i won't this won't happen again i'll bounce back a little bit i'm not feeling bad i'm just tired i'm still weak you know so anyway that's where that stands uh i had a, a email over the weekend from a, a gal and her husband the gal's doing the writing and uh, they live out in uh, around Portland, I think, uh, Oregon. And I said, well, I'm sorry, you know. And they go, we're moving, all right. And uh, we're moving to Montana. And uh, I said, well, i got a, a nice group up in Flathead County. Uh, my, one of my good students up there has done a lot of legwork. And they go, well, that's where we're moving. <laughs> So uh, I put them in touch with Gary, and I guess you uh, you can shoot them an email, Gary, Susie, out there, and uh, if they got any questions or anything, and maybe extend a helping hand and get them settled. They're talking about spring or summer. Uh, hopefully, this thing doesn't accelerate fast enough where they can't do that at that point. So anyway, uh, you know, we're starting to get connected and all that stuff. I'm starting to get a lot of responses from folks and people asking for information, and you know, people going, "Man, I heard John RBN." And you rocked my world and you changed my life okay so uh, they're obviously one of the people that this information really touches that's supposed to hear it there's you know you know who you are okay all of us here same thing first time you hear it you may not get grasp it all but you know it's important and you know it's of great substance and it doesn't take much to to rock your world and give you some answers that holy smoke what a lie i've been living in and uh so that's good go ahead did you catch uh, Cliff's High's interview with uh, Greg Hunter this weekend? I did not. I didn't know he was on there. I caught it with Bix Weir. He did a, show, a thing with Bix Weir. But I'll go. Uh, I'll go check out Greg's here this afternoon, probably for the show tonight with you. Thanks for the heads yeah, up. He, I hope he's not right. I mean, usually Cliff's got a pretty good batting percentage but i i hope he's not right okay it's just one of those okay well i'm afraid that's what we got in front of us you know i mean these guys know that this is last ditch for them they're already totally exposed they're getting absolutely hammered on this vaccine jab okay 
they they are they the the tide's gone out and they're swimming naked you're exactly right jeff and now to the point of where they've even got three different batches of the pfizer vaccine identified have you have you guys heard this information i'm sure tell us okay they've been the the guy that's yeadon the guy that was one of the head researchers at pfizer yeah, Dr. Eden. Yep. Went into the VAERS database and went back and started identifying batches. And what they've found out and been able to prove now through the VAERS reporting system is that there's three different varieties of vaccine that Pfizer has been sending out. And one of them is saline. That's the one that doesn't need to be refrigerated. Remember when this came out, they're saying, oh, it's got to be kept at minus 70 and all that crap. And so when they have two, there's a, there's a saline batch, there's an RMNA batch that messes with you, and there's a killer batch, okay? That's safe for the red states. That's one they've been sending to the red states. Exactly correct, okay? Uh, Roger, yeah. that, information, that information first come out of Germany. Yes. A nurse there exposed it uh, about a month ago. Well, it's getting big. It's getting big time legs now. Okay, and they got them nailed. And so the other, the two, the latter two of those vaccines are the ones that needed to be refrigerated. And so people would get here's one that doesn't need to be refrigerated, and here's some that do need to be refrigerated. And they're from the same company. What's going on? Okay, so they've been absolutely totally nailed now, and it's getting big time exposure. People are starting to rise up and demonstrate all over the world. Uh, even had a big one in D.C. over the weekend. Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. spoke. Um, so uh, they're they're getting their little backs to the corner now. The importance of this information is now that you can prove malice of forethought and premeditation. Now they lose their immunity. Okay, so now lawsuits can come and they can't stop them, right? So it's got some real serious repercussions and uh, they're getting exposed on every angle of their agenda. And here we are sitting in the background, just waiting, waiting for the big guy to open the door. Okay. Waiting, waiting for just a second, Gary. Just waiting for the right time. The pool of gasoline sitting there. It's vaporizing. We got a match. We're about to strike it. And we're just waiting for the big guy to say, strike it. Throw it in there. Bam. Okay. They got big problems. They got big problems, which makes them extremely dangerous because it's all on the line for them. Okay. Now, Gary, what were you going to say? Well, you said that they got malice of forethought in this three different batch type situation, and I, I have to disagree with that because that? because of the standard way you run a experiment is with a placebo as one of your experiments. Well, yeah, so, but I'm, I'm talking about the whole malice of having three different varieties, one of them a killer, one of them a gene changer, the other a saline solution, a placebo, if you will. But that, that enabled them to pull it off because they couldn't go out and give everybody the killer and the other one, or the repercussions are going to be you can't have people walking around going, well, I took the jab and nothing happened. 
So multitasking. Yeah. I mean that's what that's what the deal is. Yeah, there's a placebo, but it's there for a reason. It's part of the malice of forethought. Yeah, see, I don't agree. Well, I'm sorry. They, we've been told, everyone was told it was experimental, that you were participating, so you voluntarily participated. Oh, absolutely. In it. So that right there, even no matter what their malice was, you have to prove that everybody that got the, quote, killer vaccine actually has died from it. You'd have to prove that. Well, that's an impossibility. I, I've heard some um, of these. I, you can just can I a, jump in? Yes, just okay, a second. As, according to some of these legal experts, when you get this kind of proof out there, they lose their immunity. That's the important part. Who was that, Don? No, it's Nastasha. Nastasha. Morning. Hi, Roger. Good morning. I just wanted to state another piece to the information that you just shared is that They've identified each of the batches and the vials and where they went. And through the VAERS report, they can identify the injuries. They can go all the way down to the detail of the injuries reported and the deaths reported. And so I know Reiner Fomack um, has, he's been very clear of um, the... um, the intent and motive aspect. And he's heavily involved with Dr. Yearden and other people that have been involved in a lot of this, but also in this piece of it. And so, um, so it's not just having the vial information, but from the VAERS, the VAERS report actually, I, they have the identity of the people that have been injured and deaths occurred. And that's less than 1%. Yeah. And so there's also apparently what was provided was a website link to where something about what, what's in my batch or what's my batch. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bad batch something. or yeah. And, and so um, to where, you know, you can research it if you've already taken it or you can research it if it's one that you want to take. God forbid. But um, so anyway, the, the, the amount and level of detail, and again, according to Reiner Fulmack, it shows flat out intent. Yep. And that, they lose their immunity there. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and Reiner Fulmack's a really good attorney. Yep. So they're they're getting exposed on this. They're getting exposed on all all of Biden's crap. Uh, you know everything that's happening. So, uh, and here we sit in the background with this, the ultimate exposure. Okay, because they got they got no defense for this. All they do is stand mute because that's all they can do. Okay, I mean if you like, as I've said numerous times, by virtue of the fact that they can't rebut or deny that affidavit, even something as simple as I want to be a national that shows less than full disclosure. Okay, they literally convict themselves by standing mute. Okay, I mean you could it it's a broad broad statement, but it's kind of like a public common law court. They're being presented with an affidavit that states something and they can't rebut it. And because they can't rebut it, it exposes their guilt and complicity. 
Okay, and it's just the uh, uh, initially on the surface lack of full disclosure, but once you get into that, it exposes everything. Okay, so uh, uh, they're they're genuinely concerned about this. I've felt that way for a long time, just because I see little hints of of you know throwing out the bluff letters and and doing some of this other stuff, and uh, and, and now hopefully they're getting uh, a lot more of these, and if we can coordinate some stuff, they might be getting a lot more. Or one of the there's a couple of things I've thought about here uh, over the weekend and as we've developed here uh, over the last I don't know a few days really is uh, I'm going to start suggesting everybody even those of you like Jeff who've done this a long time ago and you got your passport and you've done all that if you didn't send them a naked affidavit in other words one to the State Department Administrative Records Department without a passport application a, a naked affidavit or a cold affidavit go back and send them one of those and everybody that's new I'm going to suggest that everybody double send them okay you send one to the administrative records department with a nice little cover letter uh, just to avoid uh, a, 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 how would you say it to uh, uh, to make sure there's nothing falling through the cracks Please find the enclosed citizenship evidence. Please place it firmly and permanently in my administrative file. And let's start blanketing the State Department and the Passport Division with these things to the point as we grow and more and more people, and there have been a number of people that have done this already, but if we can get people to start going back and doing this, if they didn't do it before, they just start seeing more and more and more and more of these in their face. Okay? Well, you want to correct your status is the very first thing to do lock that in yep so uh and that's what i'm suggesting people do now send that in cold wait a couple of weeks maybe 10 days whatever and then file the passport application now over the weekend we got some gals down in florida um amanda and elizabeth and elizabeth had a, has a friend who's a sheriff and he ran her passport card and it came back as a u.s citizen and I believe the same thing with Amanda and her husband. So we had a little conversation. It's the first time I've seen that happen. Okay. And so uh, we've got a little conversation going with them. And they're in touch with the State Department today, I hope, and holding their feet to the fire. Because, you see, this is a service offered by them, this passport. It's a commercial service for you to get this identification document. And you have to pay for it. And they have to abide by what's in their contract and their application that you're giving them. And part of it says you can attach documentation, comma, including affidavit. Davids, and if they didn't recognize that, they're in breach, serious breach. Okay, so we came up with a form last week on here when we were discussing some of this and the nomenclature, the numerical nomenclature associated with these things. And somebody came up with a form. I don't remember the form. It, you can send in if there's if you want a correction in your passport or passport card. And so I got them that form number, and I believe they're going to be calling the State Department today and asking some serious questions and then be utilizing that form, and we'll see what's going on, okay, and how they react. Uh, but that is the first time in all these years I've ever seen them not recognize what they say they'll do. And they have they both did this probably a, more than a year ago, easy, maybe a year and a half or more. Uh, so um, 
it's I don't know what happened okay we're trying to find out it's obviously beyond my control once you send that in to them they're supposed to comply and do the right thing uh, a lot of us have every reason not to trust the satanic slave and pieces of garbage uh, and this is one instance when uh, evidently that that uh, those are justified now for most people I think like Mike that called in here from Birmingham last week. I think Mike's relatively new to having his uh, his uh, government ID as a national, and he gets pulled over there in Irondale, Alabama, suburb of Birmingham. No tag. Run, gets his card run. The guy comes back and says, "Well, uh, you know, you, you you need a tag." And he goes, "No, this is a private conveyance. Here's the bill of sale." And the guy comes back. He runs it, and he says, "You need to. You really should get some insurance." Um, of course, you, what you want to tell the cop is, you know, I don't think insurance companies will sell you insurance if you don't have a valid driver's license, will they? Nope. Okay. So maybe you need to bush up there, Mr. Mister Cop. Um, anyway, so we've seen people that have been successful this. So obviously, I think with the majority of people, this is recognized. But here's these two gals, and there's uh, one of them's husband. Uh, evidently, there's three of them down there, if I remember correctly, that this happened to. So uh, I want to find out, obviously. They want their correct status on there. And uh, I'll let you know as we find out and, and progress. Okay. Um, what else did I want to cover here this morning? Is there anybody that's got any questions at this stage? No, Roger, but I got a subject. Okay. Hey, Samuel. Hi. I didn't really catch why you're not feeling good. Well, I got some kind of a bug last week. Okay, well, this is sort of related. This is interesting. Um, this came from uh, Freedom Articles, which I get emails on i think that's marcia freeman um she did a book interview um dr uh tom cowan and sally fallon morell about uh the name of the book is um the contagion myth samuel yeah it's cohen Cohen. okay whatever (laughs) dr cohen he's tied with kaufman okay well, anyways, uh, if you read through this article, you get down to the bottom of it. This was because a lot of this everybody's going to know about in this group. But towards the end of the article, and I've heard a little bit about this before, but supposedly this this experiment is very easy to repeat by anybody who wants to do it. And, uh, and they're trying to explain how they think instead of shedding and all this other way, how things are transferred this experiment sort of explains it. And what they do is they take one beaker with water in it. Water is, is seems to be very un- com- important. Of course, we're three-quarters water, right? So in one beaker, they put RNA or DNA, right, in this room, in a room. And then in beaker number two, they just put the nucleic acids, which are the builders for whatever that RNA or DNA sequence is, right? So you got these two separate beakers separated in this room, okay? Then they bombard the beaker number one, which has the RNA and the DNA in it with an energy, UV or infrared or something like that. And whammo blammo in beaker number two, that RNA and DNA is recreated in that beaker, (laughs) the separate one, okay? Uh, So what they're sort of saying there is this is how things are transferred among us not 
through diseases and the you know contagiousness. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you I mean, like elect, do you mean like electricity doesn't actually flow through wires, but through the air ether? That kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Well, mm-hmm. Tesla. I think Tesla sort of knew that. You know, I, I think that's why the Russians have hypersonic. Hypersonic what? Yeah, we lost Samuel. He dropped out. Samuel, you there? Okay, guess not. He'll come back in a minute, I suppose. Packets, packets, packets. Uh, interesting. You know, it's like the, the twins where one dies and the other's on the other side of the world and wakes up in the middle of the night knowing that something happened to her twin, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, are there any new folks on the board here this morning? Any of the new folks that have come from the RBN uh, appearances or any of that? I guess not. Uh, Tom called me uh, late Friday afternoon, and they had some kind of a screw up there in their scheduling. And he goes, "Would you, would you like to come on this afternoon?" And I was sitting here feeling like hammered monkey poo-poo and i i said well i'd love to man but i just can't i don't want to come on there when i'm not sharp you know and uh, i wasn't sharp friday i felt like crap and uh i mean literally i'd get it finished with the show and i'd i i'd head straight to bed and i'd spend the rest of the afternoon and evening in bed okay um and that's been going on for a couple of days, so I'm feeling much better today. Felt better yesterday. Actually, Saturday I got out because I ran out of eggs, well, and I like to eat eggs in the morning. And uh, so I had to walk up and get some eggs and walk about a mile round trip and uh, did that. And didn't feel too bad. You know, it was good to get out. I hadn't been out in a couple of days and went up there and got my eggs. By the way, I got 15 eggs for a dollar and a half. Uh, how's that for inflation in Ecuador? Uh, so that uh, was about the only time I've been out. And then I've got this uh, appointment over there with Patrick this afternoon to get my neck and my pelvis straightened out. And that should accentuate and accelerate me feeling better a lot. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that too. Um, but anyway, that's just kind of what's been going on with me, and I appreciate people's concern. Uh, Sean, uh, uh, Sean Yankee Clippers, right? He said, you sound terrible, man. You sound terrible. Get a, go get, see a doctor. <laughs> Do what? We, you're, you're too important. We really need you, which I really appreciate. I, you know, everybody wants to be wanted and needed, right? And uh, so I appreciate that very much. And I knew this had run its course. And I take pretty good care of myself. I take vitamins every day, and I'm taking zinc and vitamin D. And I got to take liposomal vitamin C and all this other stuff. And I got that little pure air thing. But, boy, it sure didn't help me. However, I got it, uh, Jeff. Um, hey, Roger, can I butt in? Yeah, Bob, yep, yep. I said, did you hear what I said? I said, no. good afternoon, Ukraine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Late. You know, I'm like 41 minutes late. Okay. Well, yeah, hopefully we'll. I talked to my buddies just the other day. It sounds like it's on in Ukraine. Yep, it does. Uh, Rents had a guy on Friday night uh, who lives over there in Don- Donbass, I believe. Yeah. Over in eastern Ukraine, Crimea, which, you know, they, they voted to go with Russia and like, well, like Austria voted 99% to go with Germany and Hitler, you know. Uh, and uh, they went into a, a, a quite a bit of background on it. Hitler was right. Well, of course, of course Hitler was right. Okay. And I was a Jew, you know. I studied Judaism for quite a minute. Oh, okay. Um, 
you know, I converted, I guess. What do you call it? Did that did that drive you to drink? Maybe. <laughs> you know, Jew alcohol. I don't drink while I'm driving. But well, that's good. Uh, I travel. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, my dad was AA for 17 years, Bob, and uh, one of the things I know is there's very, very, very few alcoholic Jews. There's there's some, but not many. Not compared no, to the other ethnicities. They are, Roger. The Jews are the, the big, the high up. Um, you remember when I told you that, you know how you have the O-Nag? Do you know what that means when you do a cracker and a wine at the end of the service in the Jewish synagogue? No, I don't know what that means. Well, they drink wine. You know, they'll use grape juice and crackers. But I cause anyways. So one time when I was in Beverly Hills on Wilshire Boulevard, and, and I think it was called, um, it's a big, real expensive um, synagogue on Wilshire Boulevard in Beverly Hills. Right. So they have the two bottles of Manischewitz wine. That's what I was going to say. I figured they'd well, use Manischewitz. And then, right, and they have the little, frost, you know, their frosted cups. Next to the next to the Manischewitz is two bottles of Seagram Seven, <laughs> and the rabbi and uh, all, you know the elders they're over there, you know knocking them back and yeah they drink. Um, I know when I was in Buenos Aires where I used to stay, it was pretty close to. Yeah, everybody I think has seen a picture of the main street in Buenos Aires. It's called Nine de Julio where the obelisk is in the middle of it. It's the biggest street in the world. It's got 29 lanes. And uh, a block off of 9 de Julio at one of the main cross sections is the really huge Jewish synagogue in Buenos Aires. And uh, I used to stay just a couple of blocks from there. And I'd when I was going anywhere like in that part of town, I'd walk just walk by that synagogue, not intentionally, just because that's where it was. And... Uh, so one day I'm walking along there, and I look up, and, you know, there may be some towers or stuff on the top of other buildings. Man, that thing had an array of antennas on the top of it, different varieties, different shapes, different this, that, and the other. And so it just dwarfed all the other ones in the whole area. And you could go up on, I had some business I'd do when I'd do exchange stuff uh, on a, a, a building where I could, they were up on the 20-something floor, and you'd get to see over the tops all these buildings in that whole part of Buenos Aires. And man, there wasn't any building. That thing must have had 50 antennas on it so there's no telling who they were coordinating with and what was running through that synagogue but it was sure different from any other building down there okay uh, Tel Aviv. hey roger if i may follow up yeah bob go ahead you are right though about because when i got drunk in the synagogue they didn't like it no you know, they yeah they won't be very many drunk Jews. No. Like no, well, they they want to get you drunk. I mean, that's one of the ways that they've uh, permeated this over all the centuries is our weakness for drink. John Barleycorn is uh, one of those, uh, who, who was it, Stevie, Stevie Winwood used to say, John Barleycorn, Jeff. Uh, and um, 
they've taken grains and barley and all that and made it into booze and they they get you alcoholic up and then hooked on it and then they they give it to you and front you on credit and then they stick all of the interest compound interest on the back right. end and that's how they that's how they get everything right. you know right roger it's plying our weaknesses see they are they know our weaknesses so well and they exploit the hell out of them okay right can you hear me yeah i can hear you man um, cause this, you know, they'll take you under their wings. They have a lot of money. They'll get you set up in a business or whatever you want. And the one guy that took me under his wing, he's an older guy. He imported leather. And then, you know, we, I was always over there and, you know, and one day I showed up to his house drunk and he cut me off. And I've never talked to them again. Yep, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, for, for all of their tolerance, they're pretty intolerant, aren't they? Um, but they got money, and they will well, help. Uh, you know, they'll set you up. That's well. That's, they don't expect you to pay the money back. You just have to help someone else and oh, you, pay it forward. You have to be obedient to their little crap, too. Um, well, I want nothing to do with them. And there's some nice Jews. But if they get convicted, they won't go into the same kind of jail you and I were. Of course not. They go to a special place. Well, I mean, look at Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, anyway, uh, I forgot what got us off on that. But, anyway, this is uh, this is this bunch and these bunch of slavers. And they're not all bad. Okay. So you where. It's the Ukraine and Russia, man. We're going. Oh, oh yeah. Well, uh, that's okay. Let's get back to that because that's where I was talking about rents on Friday night with this guest he had. Yeah. And the reason I mention that is because he's going to have him on tonight, too. And I don't know if he's on the first hour or the second hour tonight. I may miss it because I'm going to be talking to Gary and them. Uh, but for those of you who might want to listen to this guy, he evidently had been a guest on rents years ago. Rents had not had him on for a while. And with all this heating up, and because he lives over over there and is embedded in the culture and i'm not sure all the reasons why if he's got a ukrainian wife or whatever but uh he, he's got on the ground boots kind of observations and and uh, uh analysis and it was really interesting to listen to friday night yeah, rinse repeats those three hours immediately after okay is Rents on the Republic broadcaster no he's on rents rents.com he's got his own network okay well, the first Thank three you. hours are on Eurofolk Radio. That's yeah. correct. Uh, so, uh, Paul Paul simulcasts them, and then he repeats them on, on his own network, Jeff, you say? Uh, on Rents, it repeats. Okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> Nastasha, are you familiar with Rents? I don't think so. Well, he's been around for a long time. He's one of the real early guys on the internet. He's got a incredible site. It's much too cluttered, really, for for many. There's a lot of advertisements on there, but he has a lot of. He's a compilation site, just news stories and whatnot. Yes. Uh, but he's got your a media favorite. background. He was a. Uh, uh, hey, do what, Jeff? Yeah, your favorite, the reverse speech guy. Oh, come on. Uh, you know, I mean, some of his stuff's a little out there for me, but, but he's um, right on on many things. he is, and he's a very, very detail oriented. Uh, what I appreciate about Jeff is his professionalism, uh, because he was a TV, uh, I think he was, I don't remember if he was on camera or he was a producer of a TV news uh, show in Las Vegas for a while. 
Does and not interrupt like I do. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so he's got quite a bit of professionalism. He's had uh, he's had this three-hour radio show for at least 25, 27 years. Uh, he's got an incredible archive of incredible guests. Uh, and he's very, very detail-oriented. Uh, but he's quite professional. Okay, uh, some of his stuff. He's got some astrologers on there, and he's got, and I'm sure David Oates sounds like a really good guy. You know, I mean, he honestly does. He sounds like a really good, down to earth person, and I like his demeanor and the and the impression I get from him. It's just that these guys. Are you familiar with John David Oates, Nastasha? I don't think so. Well, he's a guy that goes around. He's from Australia. Okay, and he goes and takes people's speech and reverses it and they take excerpts of of people speaking backwards and play it and 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 jeff's uh, uh claim is that this is your subconscious telling the truth speaking backwards and i i just have a hard time getting my arms around that okay um, but anyway, he's got him on there all the time, and here I can't get my stuff on there, and here's this guy taking people talking backwards. <laughs> so you can you can maybe sense my frustration. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Your point, Roger, was he was going to talk about Ukraine tonight. Yes, he's going to talk about the Ukraine tonight. So it's 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 um, six o'clock Eastern time. I uh, know it's I'll, nine I'll o'clock. Nine okay. o'clock Eastern time. Okay. Nine okay. o'clock Central. Uh, you know, hey Roger, you're right. I'll look on his website. Hey Roger. Y- yes, you Bob. Thank you. The way, you know, when you go into the military, you gave you a bunch of shots because you're going to be exposed to chemicals. <laughs> All right. And then, do you think maybe the vaccination could be? Like, um, because they know that there's going to be another worser um, biological weapon released. I'm sure they got they got Marburg virus and all these other things that are that they've already got. Evidently, that may. I'm not going to do it. Okay, well, don't. I don't. I don't. You know, people. I don't wear masks, and I don't. You know, but I know what these guys do, and you do. Uh, evidently, that Marburg thing may be already unleashed in China. Okay, there's evidently something along those lines happening in China right now. Okay, that's what I hear. So uh, we'll see. Uh, but yeah. no doubt, listen, they got—they're going to throw the kitchen sink at us here. They got everything on the. I got ivermectin, and I got my vitamins, and Dave, the thumb hooks me up, and. Um, I'm not scared of it. Well, I'm not going to live in fear. Well, no, you none of us should, you know. Well, you got to take precautions, and I just guarantee you they're going to throw everything but the kitchen sink at us. And the ones that aren't prepared, the ones that don't understand what's going on, the ones that are still out there chasing their tail and listening to establishment media and don't understand there's something wrong and they bite on every lie that they lay out there, they're the ones that are going to be taken out of the gene pool. I feel sorry for them. I've tried to help them. I've tried to reach them for years. They're unreachable. There's nothing you can do with those people except I'll pray for you, okay? I'm interested in you people. I'm interested in the one that this message resonates with. I'm interested in the ones that we're told to come out of her, come out of her, okay? 
I'm interested in you folks, all right? And that's what I want to do is remove us from those kind of calamities that are coming to a lot of those average people, the ones that have been dumb enough to uh, to, to go and get shot with a damn bioweapon, for God's sakes. It's totally experimental. There was a guy who had a big insurance com- policy in France, and something like uh, ten, tens of millions of dollars, and they tried to go uh, to court because the insurance company refused to pay, and they're going, well, sorry, man, you took an experimental vaccine. It was voluntary. We're not going to pay. Speak up, Boone, because Roger doesn't see your hand. Look, I, I, I can't look at all this stuff. I got bad. If you uh, When I ask for questions, just stick your nose in there and go, hey, Roger, I got a question. So who was it that's got their hand up? Hey, Roger, I got a question. Okay, good. Who, who am I speaking with? This is Boone. Hey, Boone, nice to meet you. Are you a first-timer? I don't remember us talking before. No, we've never talked. We've exchanged emails. You kind of I couldn't get on Jitsi for some reason and I emailed you and you got me put in the right direction. You okay. sent me your uh, okay. your email. Okay, good deal. Well glad to have you, Boone. Yeah, first time uh, caller, long time listener. Okay, great. I appreciate your plugging AA. I've been a AA member for almost forty years now, so um but on the subject of Jews in AA or trying to get sober, you know, the requirement, you know, one of the things for sobriety is, is the ability to get rigorously honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've seen Jews struggling in AA. They, yeah. They, they don't seem to get it. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I think that might be part of the equation. Oh, oh you, get um, me, you get me started on AA, I'm going to get all <laughs> funky. Well, don't start crying because I will too, damn it. Yeah, AA is a phenomenal program. It's transformed my life. Take a breather, Roger. Let me tell you in less than one minute about my Saturday. Okay, please, Jeff. Yeah, so I drove about two hours and 15 minutes and spent all day in the freaking freezing cold air with about (laughs) 25, 30 individuals only one i have ever met before and there should have been 88 of them if you know what i mean and so eli gave uh, about 20 minutes of a presentation of how the bible is the inspiration for the constitution was specifically the bill of rights and the whole nature and all that stuff how these people in this group need to pay attention to the correlation between what they believe and Christian, true Christian, biblical scriptures. And so, anyway, after that, then I stood up and talked a little bit about the 14th Amendment, referred to the documents, and nearly all of them got a copy of the Matrix documents. And so, yeah, I ended about 745, and it was still freezing cold, and then I went home. Okay. End of story. Great. Well, thank you again. You, uh, we'll glean a few out of that. Now, was this were these people there to hear Eli, or was Eli at another function than contributing? Well, it was a an aggregation of new members of this particular club, and he was an invited speaker. And so, because I talked to the leader and his wife about the basic concept of the fraud. They asked me, you want to go ahead and say something? So I did. But then the Thursday before, I went to a group I told you about called the Voluntarists of DFW. And so the, I stuck around for an hour and a half, 
And only four people showed up, but each one of them got a earful in the documents. So, Good. Yeah. One step at a time, baby steps. One, eat an elephant one bite at a time. Yummy. Um, Boone, I, I don't know if I can talk about that without... Well, let me change the subject. Actually, can I get us back on this? <laughs> yeah, right yeah pl- please, Nastasha, please. <laughs> okay. Um, no, this is Dawn. So, oh, it's Dawn. Hey, hon, how you doing? I'm trying to get better. You got a, you got a soft heart. <laughs> we appreciate that. Um, so something I find very interesting, I had a roommate um, a while ago who I'm still friends with, and she's adopted into a Jewish home, and her friend, her really good friend, um, is also adopted into a Jewish home, and they're both alcoholics, they're both having issues um, with addiction, um, whether it be alcohol or drugs. Um, I don't know exactly, but one of them, we have a suspicion that she was actually trafficked to Tom Hanks when she was a young girl. Um, and the the other girl, her best friend of my ex-roommate, she was in a very prominent uh, Jewish family here in Los Angeles. Um, <clears throat> and so I found it very odd because she would have these recollections of going over to Tom Hanks' house and um, her being given like cough syrup, something that tasted like yeah, cough Sounds like Rosemary's baby. And then she wouldn't really remember what happened. But I find it interesting that a lot of Jewish people are adopting. um, And then these kids end up being uh, seeking uh, help because of their addictions, because their family. Evidently, the Russians will not let anybody in the U.S. adopt Russian children like they used for that very reason. Yeah, so I found that kind of uh, interesting that there's two of them that are adopted. I actually want to ask and see how many more adopted kids are in their AA uh, because it's it's only for Jewish people. Oh, it's a, uh, it's an AA a Jewish AA group. Yeah, is that right? Well, I bet that's a small little nucleus. Um, when I first started in the early days, eleven years ago. Uh, month after next, I guess. Um, I had a listener, a female listener, who is she's Gentile and she's married to one of the biggest Jews in Hollywood. Okay, and uh, we got to be very good friends for a while. In fact, her and he—I won't use his name. I don't think he's active anymore, but he was really important in Hollywood. Okay, and uh, they came down and spent a week with me in Argentina. Okay, delightful guy. Uh, like Woody, like like Woody Allen, really very funny, very quippy, uh, just really pleasant to be around. Just a really nice guy. I enjoyed him tremendously, and uh, so uh, she was telling me that he was born and raised in Chicago, 
And when you, you, you know what a Khalil is, Don? You probably do. For those of you who don't, that's the Jewish school inside the synagogue. Okay. And I'm assuming this is a reform synagogue because that's where all this crap's coming from, for the most part. All right. And the reform Judaism was founded by the Rothschilds in 1837. So that should pretty well pinpoint it and identify it for you. Okay. Um, and so when he was six, they sent him to the Khalil there with the synagogue. And here he is, six years old, and the rabbi's up there going, you're better than everybody else. You're better than everybody else. And at six years old, he was so conscious of that that he literally bolted and has been an atheist all his life because of that. Okay, So that's the kind of crap that's going on inside their little Khalils. You're better than everybody else. You're better than everybody else. Is that because you'll lie, cheat, steal, rape, uh, slave, and do everything else, and the other people have got morals and they won't? Is that why you're better? I think a lot of it has to do with Kabbalah. Uh, a lot of people... Excuse me, if I may hold your thought to you, Don. Um, I just got a text from Dave in the Thumb, and he says he can't get on... Well, I can't help. Code, do you have the address where to send? I I can't stop. David the thumb. David the thumb can't get on. Well, I I can't help that, Bob. I'll call him. I'll okay. Call him. I, I I don't know why. I don't know what he's doing wrong. I I have no idea, and I can't stop the show to do that. Okay. Well, he'll answer right now. Watch. All right. Whatever. Uh, Don, what were you so saying? Don't forget your thought, Don. Don was talking. Uh, thanks, Bob. Um, but I've noticed that a lot of uh, Jewish people out here, especially in Los Angeles, Dave. they're very much... I'm going to mute him. You can't get on the call. Thank you. So, <clears throat> that a lot of them uh, practice Kabbalah. Yeah, yes. Well, Kabbalah. it's all Kabbalah and Talmud. See, in, in the Reform synagogues, they teach Talmud. In an Orthodox, they use Torah. There's your difference, okay? And that's why you got Zev Zelenko, Dr. Zev Zelenko, going up there. He won't call them Jews. He calls them psychopaths. But he sits there and said they need to be taken out of the gene pool this time. Uh, God bless him, okay? God bless Dr. Zelenko. We need more Jews like him that'll stand up, point the finger on who the enemy is, because that's why the Orthodox have hated have hated the Zionists so much, is because they know when these people get exposed, they're gonna get blamed for it. Hey Roger? Yes. Is that, hey hey how you doing, Chuck? Don't forget Monica Lewinsky. And and Spielberg's daughter. Yes. You know, you know about Spielberg's daughter. Well, I, I, I have no idea, no. She took off into the porn industry. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know like a lot of movie stars out here, um, they end up getting, uh, adopting okay, I'll ask them. like Hades. Okay, thank you. And, um, and so... I'll put it in the chat. Bob, I got to keep muting you, baby. Bob, please, man. Well, Dave wants to know where to send the affidavit and the cover letter to. He wants an address in Washington, D.C. Yeah, I I, I can't get that right now. 
No, I can't. Don or okay, it's it, it's the main address of the State Department in D.C. is on that document. How to file a national affidavit? Okay, I don't know it. Right, something C Street, no, some address. Bob, will you just listen for a second, please? Okay, and you want to send it to that main address and put attention administrative records department like you'd put attention on something to direct it. You want to send it to the main address, attention administrative records department. That's the yeah. best I know to do. Okay. Send to my administrative file, Dave. That cover letter. Thank you, Don. Go ahead. Okay. Um... It's taxing sometimes. I'll tell you. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I've noticed that a lot of the movie stars and um, high executives and stuff like that are adopting children from Haiti. And I have a feeling there's a reason for that. Uh -huh. They're using them as their little sacrifice. Um, so it's the same thing. It's kind of like the same thing all around. The Jewish people do it. The American people do it. Like everybody does this particular thing of adopting children and using them. And they're the ones that usually have huge psychological issues. It's, it, I'm sorry. They're just a sick bunch. Okay. Yeah. They've been sick throughout history. You can go over to Europe and see all the, uh, the child sacrifice stuff going back hundreds of years, uh, the bloodletting, uh, the the absolute torture of these kids, where, where they bleed them to death and they take the blood and use it in matzah. I, yeah. I, I mean, come on, it's just repulsive. They're just sickening individuals, and they don't, but they don't belong in the gene. You see, the reason we got this problem is because nobody took care of it for hundreds of years. And it's got to be taken care of this time, and it's the only damn thing these heinous satanic bastards understand. It's the only thing they understand. Roger. Yes. The, this is Nastasha. One of the things that a lot of people forget or don't know is that during the time when they were trying to create Israel um, through the Zionist movement, you had um, Heidegger, the philosopher, Simone Veal, who I absolutely love because I'm a student of philosophy, and Simone Veal and others who absolutely refused to call themselves Jewish. And they were born within the Jewish families. But Simone Veal would clearly state, I am French. I was born in France. I'm French. Right. And Heidegger would do the same. And they would absolutely refuse Zionism. And they were so attacked for that. Yes. And so many of the others within the Jewish community who identified with their place of birth. And the other thing was that Simone Veal, she died too young. She, um, when, she would at, when she would be asked about, well, what do you think? My God, the horror that's going on in Germany. And she would say, well, what about what the French are doing in Indochina, Vietnam? <laughs> Horrifying. You know, like she would like turn it to. She'd deflect. She, and show, you know, another horrifying incident that had, um, you know, what the French and other colonists were doing in other parts of the world. Of course. 
And we know who no. con- who's controlled France for a long time, don't right. we? Is yeah. that the French doing or the Jewish? It's the it, well, hell, the whole country's run by them. It has the been for, yeah. you know, I guess uh, the, it, Napoleon turned on them, didn't he? Well, sort of, but he actually let them loose. But anyway, so um, there was just so many individuals within born Jewish who would not call themselves Jewish. Right. Well, you and know, the Zionists went ape on that. When you're with the period you're talking about, the, the early part of last century, it was way over fifty percent of the Jews in America didn't want anything to do with Zionism either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I wonder, I've got a, I can't play stuff here because of some stupid technological setting, uh, but I've got a, have you ever heard of Allison Weir, Natasha? Dawn, have you heard of Allison Weir? Mm, I I think I've heard of her name, but I, I don't okay. know why. I believe her website is ifamericansonlyknew.org. Do you want me to bring it up? Because I you, can... I can share the screen. Well, well, no. I mean, I'm just giving your website. I've got an interview that I've, I've played on the air when I used to could do that stuff. Uh, and um, pardon me. What's the website called again? If Americans Only Knew dot org, I believe, is the title. Okay. Now, Allison Weir Weir is not Jewish. She is a, I believe, a tenured professor at University of California in Berkeley. She was a journalist as well. Yes, correct. And extremely articulate, well-researched, well-spoken woman. Okay. And what happened to her is she was sympathetic with the Jews and started studying what was going on in the founding of Israel and found out the truth and, and turned on them. Okay. There have been several. Uh, and th- this talk that I've got of hers that I've played a couple of times, and she talks about the, and now I can't think of the name. Uh, it starts with a P. Um, oh, what's the dadgum? It's unusual. Um, I'll think of it in a second. There's a group, and this is what they call themselves. And these are the active Zionists that have penetrated the government and done all this. Uh, the the Parashim, Parashim, means separate. And the head Parashim that organized it, and the first one that got his foot in the door, was Brandeis, the Supreme Court Justice. Okay? And they would use his office in the Supreme Court building to meet and organize, which is obviously strictly against all the rules and laws. Of course, these guys doesn't matter because it doesn't apply to them. The Parashim, and they take a blood oath that this goes above everything, family, God, country, everything, this relationship in this group called the Parashim. And boy, that talk of hers is just loaded with stuff you've never heard of before. Okay. There was also a, I just want to state this on that note, is that there is a... He, he's not living anymore, but he was a renowned journalist. And it was through him that I came to learn that it was a Supreme Court judge. Now I have to see if it's this gentleman you mentioned that um, was the turning vote for allowing dual citizenship. And uh. he was, the Supreme Court judge was um, 
a dual citizen of Israel. Well, it could be and, Brandeis, or it could be his self-appointed guy that followed him, who was Frank Furter. And it was the first time that, within the United States of America, um, quote, you could be a dual citizen now, which is totally treason. Right. Well, then they made us yeah. dual citizens, because they had to make us dual citizens to pull off what they're doing. Right, um, right. Uh, but I'll yield. Thank okay. you. Uh, Gary, you're chomping at the bit. Say something. Well, the, the book came out last year uh, attesting to the fact that Alexander Hamilton was a Jew. Oh, his father was a Jew. He wasn't because it wasn't his mother, but his father was. No, this book uh, blows that away. He was a Jew. Okay. Well, I mean, he acted like one. He's certainly a Rothschild yeah. agent. Yeah, documented. And then there's speculation. He was, from, he, he, was, he was born in Martinique, wasn't he? One of the Caribbean islands. His father was a trader down there. Not not <laughs> traitor, but trader. Right. So this whole, and then two, uh, to give you a little more, if you see a red band on there, I forget if it's the right or left. It's Kabbalah. Uh, it's Kabbalah. Well, you know, Trump's daughter and his son-in-law, Kushner's, or and then I tell you, somebody, one guy that everybody listens to that thinks he's doing pretty good, uh, go back and look at some of Tucker Carlson's pictures. See what, see that red band on his uh, uh, arm. Well, how long ago was that? Because Tucker's totally turned. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, and I'll tell you the other platform, and I ha I'm, I'm very negligent on this. Uh, because I'm thinking of these other people that we're uh, more in tuned with, but evidently the platform that we ought to really be heading for and targeting is Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is speaking truth and wants to know the truth now. And one of his, that Dr. Malone interview that he did recently, do you know how many people downloaded that? 40 million. Wow. One shot. One shot on Joe Rogan, we'll bring these bastards to their knees, okay? Um, I wanted, I don't know if you guys know or not, but I just found out through um, Trump's book that he wrote, The I think it was The Art of... The Deal? Is, the Deal, yeah. Um, he had a Kabbalah teacher, so... Yeah, well, it was a big fad a while back. Kabbalah, you know, um, uh, 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 I can't think of the singer, some of these uh, pop singers, uh, the females, but they're big on all that stuff. So it was a real craze that went through, and I can see where people get sucked into that, you know, in, in inadvertently. You know, what's happened with Trump's daughter, she's changed her name. She's changed her name from whatever it was. To J-L, J-A-E-L, I think. It's only, it's a female in the, Bi in the Bible that went in and slit somebody's throat in the middle of the night or something. She's only mentioned one time, and that's who she changed her name to. And this is all Chabad Lubavitch, this really, really extreme sect within Judaism that the Kirshners are in. You know, when Net Netanyahu goes to New York, he stays in Jared's old bedroom. Trump better sleep with his one eye open. Okay. Um, I'm thinking Trump sold out. Like, oh, I, 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 I've, I've just, I pretty man, I was a big Trump supporter, and I've just really lost a lot of, uh, almost total faith in the guy. Really. 
Yeah, he's a Zionist. Um, Roger, this is this is Boone again. Hey, Boone, how you doing? Come back, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go. Um, but I introduce myself tomorrow. I will. If you're not busy, we'll we'll go over my situation. If that's okay. Okay. Well, we can do it now if you want. Well, I got to. I got. Oh, you got to run. Stuff. Okay. Well, you come back at any point, and we'll go over it. Okay, because that's what this yeah. program's about. Yes, sir. Very good. Thank you, Roger. Okay, nice to meet you, and glad you found your way on, and and we'll look forward to speaking with you soon. Yeah. All right, Roger. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Thank you, Bye. Ben. Uh, wow. Hey, Roger. Yes. Is that Samuel? It's Robert. Oh, hey, Robert. Hi, I'm back again. Oh, it's Robert, our, our, our new L.A. guy. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um... So, you know, so I filed my passport with along with my affidavit, my notarized affidavit. So Good. it's it's on its way. It's on its way. Did you do a re, yes. did you do a renewal? I did do a renewal. Okay. Yes. So you didn't have to go signature witness and all that stuff. Good. That's correct. And I also did the naked um, affidavit um, per your recommendation. God, God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I didn't get a signed return receipt. I did get a certified mail, so I don't know if that's gonna, you know, for that well, for, the, for the next. You yeah. can you can you can check it online, and you've got the tag. It may not send you a return receipt, but it's got the number on there, and you yep. can check and see who it was uh, when it was received and who signed for it. I believe. Isn't that right, Jeff? To get the uh, return receipt requested green card back, you have to. Uh, indicate that you want one and pay for it at the time you buy the postage to mail it off. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't do that piece. I just got the certified mail. That's the only thing I did do. So Yeah, I think you just get um, notice of when it was delivered. You might get, I don't think you're going to get a name per se, but okay. it would be like you, you won't post- get a name. You won't get a name. You'll just get your card. Return that it was delivered, yeah. and you can also follow the number on your green card, and you can track it. And also, you can track your passport renewal via the State Department. Right? There's an internal there's an internal yeah. site you can go to, uh, Robert, where it shows you the progress of your passport application. What on some people are looking at? Did you pay for it with a credit card or with a check? With a check. Okay, well, you can get, check your bank and see if they've cashed your check to, to see it's in process. And sure. when, on when the, the receipt you got from the post office, you know, the little ticker thing, yep. is the certified number. It's on your receipt for postage. Right. Yeah. right. Thank you. And, and for the folks in the future that are doing this, I suggest you get a return receipt requested, although people have gone months and they had not got their return receipt yet. But that, when it comes back and go in your file, there was something else I wanted to cover about having a notarized document that shows that you did this correctly. But I want to, Nastasha, were you trying to say something right there, sweetie? I didn't want to interrupt you. We can go back no, to that. No, I was... I was just trying to let him know that he also has a second option with the state department. And just so you know, they'll let you know that like, cause I sent mine overnight to the state department through the USPS. And so for two weeks, almost two weeks, it shows, it just uses a term that um, they're not going to confirm that they received it, but they stated that within these two weeks, they're cashing the check, they're doing this, they're doing that, getting it to the right place. And then just on Thursday or Friday, I received 
or I saw the notice that it was actually received. Fantastic. Um, and, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say one more thing. I'm sorry. That's uh, okay. Robert, if yes. you check the chat, I put in the site to check up on your passport of where it's at in the process. And notice, Robert, if you're doing that, as you go through several times, they will say mm -hmm. things like your birth certificate. Of course, you didn't have to send in a birth certificate on this, but your birth certificate as an example and your citizenship evidence. That's why we use that term, because that's how they internally uh, refer to the affidavit. And as I've said numerous times, I'm pretty sure the mostly Colombian-educated attorneys up there at the State Department fully well understand the definition of the word evidence. Okay, yes. I, had, I, I specifically um, addressed the citizenship evidence affidavit on Good. the... <clears throat> So I entitled it specifically that way. And that's why I like to use that term in cover letters at the top of your affidavit, note, affidavit of citizenship evidence. I mean, shove it up their sphincter muscle. Okay. <laughs> um, the follow-up question I have, now I am a business owner, so um, I'm because it's a new year, um, I got the notification from ADP to process my payroll. Do I want to process payroll now, or do I not want to process payroll? How many? How many? How many people are on your payroll? It's just me. You don't need to process any payroll. So, okay. <laughs> and we can go into that right now if you want to, because I'm a you know. Yeah. I mean, oh, if, all if right. No one else is burning has a burning platform. Okay. I mean, well, I just, well, let's stick that right on the back burner and we can bring it forward. Okay. But okay. let's make sure there's nothing un, unsettled business that we need to cover before we get to it, because this sure, is sure. this is you know if there's a big carrot for people, it's IRS. Okay. Yes. Everybody yes. hates IRS. Everybody's concerned with their pocketbook. It's a common denominator issue. And that's the reason we used to use the taxation system as a come on because everybody's interested in their in their pocketbook. Okay. Um, I just have to say something real quick before I have to jump off. Uh -huh. um, and this is pertaining to what Robert is talking about. Um, and to let you guys know that I had emailed you over the weekend, Roger, yes. about HR calling me in. And oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I remember. Is that today? No, that was on Friday. Oh, okay. So I made a bigger thing out of it than it needed to be. But yeah. they were just, they were, uh, I guess they've never seen something. They're, fl like they're flabbergasted. Yeah, and they even gave it to legal, and they're like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, see? So they just wanted to know if there was anything that they needed to do. Otherwise, stick it in my personnel file. Oh, how how fantastic! Because I, you know, I'm 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 just really concerned that somebody is going to get in one of these situations where they're going to come in and fire you. Okay, and I don't yeah. want anybody losing their job because you're defending your status and and, and making their decision, which is every bit your right. So. HR has to ascertain that you are legally and lawfully present for employment. That's really the concern. All they, all they said is, hey, we just need to know if there's anything we need to do on our side. And I said, the only thing I can think of is with the passport, even though my driver's license is still good until the end of this year, 
Um, I'm doing everything from my passport. So I don't know if you need a copy of that or what. And they said, no, 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 no. That was just for hiring, just to make sure that you're legal to work. Okay, in the US, cool. Who you say you are. So I was like, okay, well, then just stick it in my personnel file. They're like, okay. okay. You, here's, if they're that cooperative with you, you might want to go back and say, oh, you know, like Inspector Colombo. Oh, 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 one more thing here. You want to make sure that I'm federal on federal exempt from income tax, please? No, I've already done that with uh-huh. payroll. So okay. I sent in a new, um, I sent in exempt for payroll. Right. Exempt. And then I both state and federal and I gave it to them with my affidavit. And I said, hey, guys, just put this in the file. It's not going to make any sense to you, but just in case the IRS comes back to you. you, you here, here's what you give them. That's right. Because, you, you know, as I've said, there's no company on the face of this earth that's going to fight your IRS battle for you. They're more scared of them than you are. Okay. Yeah. Give them a new I-9. Where you select national? Yeah, and you might could do that too. Oh, an I nine. Uh huh. Okay. You know the I nine that everybody's required to fill out when they get employed these days. It's been that way for a number of years, and one of the selections on there is a U.S. national. I've got a great story about that with a guy down in Fort Walton, but I won't get delayed on that right now. I want to get with Robert and get his IRS deal. Uh, so anything else, Don? Congratulations on that. Sounds very seamless, very innocent. You work must work with some good folks. Uh, yeah, my we just switched to another uh, person in HR, and she's awesome. She's amazing. So good. that happened just in time. Okay, and and now you go back and go, hey, listen, if you want to know about this, I've got a couple of documents that can really help you understand it a little bit better, and you might do that with the legal department too. Okay. Okay, just Don, a suggestion. You are amazing. Yeah, I agree with that, Bob. Um, <laughs> oh, I am here, and right. um, I wish I could talk to you when I call a one eight hundred number because you are amazing and you're well, awesome. You can't afford me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been around. I've been around this movement for thirty years. Okay, and back in the Thank old you, days. Thank you, Bob. Back in the old days when we'd get together and have, I don't know, 50 to 100 plus people in a room, there's very few females, a couple of guys' wives, but but no single females to speak of. And it's so refreshing to see you girls, Natasha and Dawn and all the others. I don't want to leave anybody out. It's just the two that come to mind here uh, uh, that are, are, are type A lionesses and uh, add such a nice flavor to what we do in our mix. And I really appreciate you. And Robert. Um, yes. Thank you, Robert. Do and we're kind of starting up a group um, yes. just to like kind of talk about what we're going through, see if there's anything we can help each other with. So shoot me, um, Roger, if you can give him my email and just shoot me an email. And uh, I'll show you when the meetings are. I'm pretty sure I got an email from you, Robert. I know I got Dawn's and I try and save. I just, I just put it out. I just posted on the um, chat board. Okay, there you go. It's on the chat board. All right, and that's it. Okay, great. Okay, well, we'll see you tomorrow, hopefully, okay? All right. Bye, sweetie. We appreciate your input. Bye. Yeah, I mean, you you ladies, Meg and some of the other ones, you just add such a sweetness to us old hardened bastards here. 
Oh, your bark is worse than your bite. I don't know why I'm so emotional today. So I appreciate you, okay? Oh, I appreciate you too, honey. <laughs> uh, Robert, back to your yes. question on ADP here. Uh, let's go yes. back to the IRS thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, IRS is so easy to get out of. And I've seen I've seen people fight this battle. I've fought it. I know how scared people are of them. I understand why. Nobody understands it. You got all kinds of attorneys to try and get in there and fight for you. People have you know committed suicide. They've lost their families. They've lost their businesses. They've had their lives ruined, all because of these sorry thieving pieces of satanic shit okay and all of it is on the first page of the of the code of federal regulations now if you go to first of all you probably don't know robert but 26 title 26 of the code and the code of federal regulations underneath it was never signed by the president and it was never passed by the senate was only passed by the House of Representatives. Isn't that interesting? Okay. Um, but yet it's in the law books. And it's in the law books because the House of Representatives passed it because they've got exclusive jurisdiction over Washington, D.C. I mean, uh, as, as horrific as it sounds, Nancy Pelosi runs Washington, D.C. If that doesn't scare the hell out of you, uh, you better reconsider. Okay. <laughs> Because that's why you're seeing all this crap going on. Yes. All right. Yes. And so, uh, it my one of my teachers is the one that had that information in one of his notebooks. God, God rest his soul, Gary Bryant. And I was in the middle of fighting these bastards in federal court over a summons, and because uh, I'm pretty pretty battle you know i'm gonna battle them and they sent me this summons on books and records because i've been helping people write letters and stuff and uh and so i decided to challenge them on it and had to go in front of a hearing in in the federal court building down there and one of the worst experiences of my life okay and that's why i say you do not want to get in there in their arena in that by battling them there because even if you win they win because you've had to literally sacrifice your life to beat them because you don't know anything about procedure and all this crap. They're schooled in it. You get in there and, and they get you chasing your tail. And it's just a nightmare. Okay. I mean, really. And so after that experience is when I went, started down the path to where we are today. Uh, because after I got in there and lost and I said, there's got to be a better way to do this. Okay, and so that's when I kind of went back, regrouped, and, and and went a different direction, and here we are today with the answers. All right, so in a sense, I can thank them for it, but boy, it put me, it put me through some changes. Okay, it was, it's really hard to fight these bastards in court. I'm sorry that our friend Chris Cave is no longer with us, because Chris had done a bunch of that, and he was such a a godsend for us here on the air for me particularly because of his knowledge and experience and uh uh and he uh he got shed on by his girlfriend and died last year um anyway so what we know now is you go to that very first page of the code of federal regulations 26 and you go to section 1.1-1a 
26 CFR. If you want to put this in a search engine, you can bring it up and follow the bouncing ball here. 26 CFR 1.1-1 parentheses small a. Right, can you say it again? So 26 CFR. Yeah. 1.1-1 parentheses small a. Got it? Okay, 1.1 dash 1 parentheses small a. Now, with all those ones there, you can conclude that's right at the front of the book, right? Yep. If you open the front cover, it's on the top right first page. Okay. This is there. Now, this is something I've never heard anybody figure out before. It hit me one day. They always put the hook at the very front of whatever they're doing when it's important. It's always at the front, just like this. The other 49 titles of the Code of Federal Regulations, their jurisdictional statement's on the front page, too. And their jurisdictional statement is residence, 49 out of the 50. The only one that's different is IRS. And part of the reason it's different is because the two sections of the code we're going to talk about briefly here are constitutional taxes. So they had to put both statuses in there. And I think another side benefit is we know these bastards hate paying taxes. As, for, as Leona Helmsley told us so many years ago, taxes are for the little people. And uh, so they, I would imagine, and I've prophesied this, if we could get into the State Department's records, we'd find a whole bunch of these satanic bastards have got affidavits on file with the State Department because it gets them out of taxation. Okay, so their jurisdictional statement right there, you can quote it verbatim. An income tax is owed by all individuals who are citizens of the United States and residents, and to the exception of 871B and 877B, all non-resident alien individuals. So if we go back to our basics here, there's only two statuses. You're either free or you're a slave. Okay? There's no other. Doesn't matter what they label it. That's where our movement has gone wrong. We always take the head fight when the head fake when they take one of these statuses and they put a different label on it and we're off chasing labels instead of going to the underlying concepts. Always try and teach yourself and teach others the conceptual approach to this because it's much easier to figure out, it's much easier to explain. Okay? There's only two statuses. You're either free or you're a slave. So which one's which? Well, it tells us. We know what a citizen of the United States and a resident is. We know they're the slaves. So that means no matter what they call it, the other one's got to be the free person. And in, in this instance, they call it a non-resident alien individual. Now, that when you're looking at that, or if you're a tax attorney or a tax preparer, or God forbid, even a damn judge, you're looking at that and you're going to go, well, that's Jose the tomato picker, right? Right. That's one of Cesar Chavez's guys. Well, first of all, what's Cesar Chavez's tomato pickers doing paying income tax? Much less two sections, which if you ever dig into it, are both constitutional taxes. One of those, are you familiar with a court case called Brushhaber versus Union Pacific Railroad? Have you gotten into this deeply enough to, to be exposed to that? Not yet. Okay. It was the first case, landmark case, first impression case on the 16th Amendment. Okay. 
And that, in that case, the attorney brought up, you don't want to go read it, it's long, boring, you're not going to get anything out of it. Okay? But in that case, at the trial, Frank Brushhaber's attorney brought up the fact that he was a non-resident alien. It was never decided on in the decision, but you can go and read the synopsis of Brushhaber uh, versus Union Pacific on the Internet, and it, ta- it says in there that his... Hello, where are we getting the feedback? Whoever's doing that, please stop it. Okay? So it says in there that Frank Brushhaber's attorney brought this up in court, and it was never decided on. But here's the process. When the Supreme Court decides on a case that has to do with taxation the treasury secretary not the secretary of the treasury but the treasury secretary okay confusing bastards you can see how they pull this off right goes and writes what's called a treasury decision and it interprets the decision of the court, the findings of the court, and how it applies to taxation because the Treasury is responsible for taxation. Okay, So when the Brushhaber case came out, I've seen this document. I went and looked at it in Emory Law Library. Okay, if you've, got a, if you've got a law library in your area that's called a federal book depository, they're special federal libraries. They've got all of these archives in the law, law library okay emory the harvard of the south they call it founded on coca-cola money by the woodruffs is a federal book depository and i i get dyslexic on this one i don't remember whether it's treasury decision 2314 or treasury decision 2413 but it's one of those two i believe okay and i went into into emory went in the archives pulled out a hard copy of this okay in a book and right there on the very first sentence it says frank brushhaber a citizen of the state of new york and a non-resident alien okay now the way they're using this is your non-resident to the residency of the 14th amendment and that means you're alien to the voluntary servitude status, and that's how they're using it. You want to get the nature of these son of a bitches? There's a perfect example. Okay, that one thing is probably a great deal the reason we're here today, because I was so absolutely mystified by how they had done this and the lengths they had gone to here to do that. And that kept me going for a long time. Back before I knew this jurisdictional side, when I was just teaching the taxation side, my teachers were both totally tax freaks. The John Benson, my law teacher, went to his grave totally, totally immersed in the tax system. Okay? And so I would have to give people sit down and give you three hours of background, history, law, and everything so that I could explain to you how they're using that term in that setting at 1.1-1A. Okay? So now we know the scam. And instead of going through the rest of the Code of Federal Regulations like all these people are doing, Okay, spending their lives in that code, chasing their damn tails when the answer's on the first page. The answer's right there. 
But what they don't know is they don't know how to get to be a non-resident alien. And it's like one of the appellate level decisions. I, I found that site over on Copper Moonshine still, uh, which I don't agree with their approach here. I think there are a lot of things they're missing, but boy, they got some great sites, uh, court sites on that uh, on that webpage. And one of them is an appellate level. It's a fed sup, which is appellate and sometimes district court decisions, not not often. Uh, anyway, the the decision says unless the IRS, unless a person can prove they're not a citizen of the United States, the IRS can move on to. Uh, it, it doesn't say assessment collection, but the IRS can move on to ding you. Okay, so the question becomes, well, how does somebody prove they're not a citizen of the United States? Well, now we know there's only one way to do it. It's by whatever paperwork is in possession of the Secretary of State, because he's the ultimate arbiter on all matters concerning citizenship, period, period, okay? And so now we know that that's why we do that first. We go and sever the connection first, and now we start putting all these creeps on notice, which now that you've got yours in the mail, you could probably go ahead and start doing that, especially since you've got a secondary one going uh, into the administrative records department, and they can't stop that, okay? They can't stop it because it's not their decision, it's yours. (laughs) So now you do a nice little cover letter, and you say legal lawful notice at the top and then you put something to the effect of not to be construed as a filing or this is not a filing and you make that bold and underlined okay and then you yeah, have sorry what was it what was it not to be misconstrued as a filing now, i'm going to tell you why because they they only got one defensive move left these thugs okay and that is to hit you with what's called a $5,000 frivolous filing penalty. Back when we were doing this, I got three of them, okay? But they were $500 back then. Now they're 5000 all right? And you that's the only thing they can do is come back and try and intimidate you with that. And by ta- at the top of your cover letter, you take that right out from under them. You sweep that one right at their feet out from under them with it, Okay. Now they can't say it's a frivolous filing because you've stated it's lawful notice and it's not a filing. Got okay. it. All right. Uh, now hold on. Let me finish. I'll get. I'll get your questions and then you just uh, address it. And this is something that just hit me over the weekend. We've been just saying send it to the IRS. I think we need to be sending them to whoever the commissioner of the IRS is, and let's start flooding his damn office with them. Okay. And so whoever the commissioner or commissioner IRS, you can just put that in there. You don't even have to know what Jew bastard it is, I guess. And (laughs) whatever the uh, address is in D.C., it'd probably be good because I'm sure that's where he hangs his hat. (laughs) And uh, you just have a, please, dear commissioner, please find the enclosed citizenship evidence now on file with the Secretary of State of the United States of America. Please adjust your records and your actions accordingly. That's all you need to do. Yep, I have that. Um, I do have it um, sort of written out that way as as it's right now. Um, I think it's encloses my notarized citizenship affidavit declaring that I'm a national, not a citizen of the United States. I have posted notice to the U.S. Department of State to firmly and permanently place my notarized affidavit in my administrative file 
In kind, please place the enclosed notarized citizenship affidavit firmly in my file and adjust your actions and records accordingly. Only thing I'd change is I'd put citizenship evidence affidavit. Get that. You want that? You want that word evidence in there? Yes, it is in there. Sorry, I I read it too quickly. Yes. Okay. It's in there. Yeah. Well, it was an oversight. And and you send that to uh, the IRS and return receipt requested and. uh, Hey, see you later, guys. You could also put something like, I intend to pay all 871 and 877B taxes I ever owe. What does that mean? Well, those are the two sections that are clarified in their jurisdictional statement. And with the exception of 871B and 877B, all non-resident alien individuals. In other words, if you ever, excuse me, if you incur that taxation, you're you're required to pay it. And I want to pay any of them. And if I ever owe any of those, I'll stroke them a check right off the bat. What are those taxes is your next question. Okay. Those are Frank Bushhaber. Those are uh, 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 profits on on railroad bonds or corporate bonds, where the United States has co- incorporated the corporation. Remember, p- corporations have to beg for their personhood. They have to submit to somebody and submit their bylaws and get the permission and get all that so that they can be a corporation. Okay. So that's why, because the state is given that person its life, and if you're profiting off of the bonds on that corporate person, then you owe the income tax, because the country is the one that gave it its life. You understand? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that last, that last last caveat, can you help me construct that last sentence? Oh, uh, I, I plan on paying any 871B and 877B taxes I ever incur. And what you're doing is like with your dog when it poops in the rug and you're rubbing its nose in it. That's what you're doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> for any, okay, so I plan to pay for any H77. I, I plan a. to pay not for any. I plan to pay any. any. I plan to pay any. H seventy seven A eight seventy one B and eight seventy seven B. They're in that jurisdictional statement, okay? That I incur. I just want to make sure I get the right numbers around H seventy one B and H seventy seven B. Correct. Okay. If you got if you have a mistake, go back and look at the jurisdictional statement. They're plainly stated there. Now, okay. what are they? One of them is a tax on corporate bonds. The other, I don't think anybody would ever incur because they're legitimate expatriation taxes. So if you've got God-given rights and you want to expatriate from those and go join some slave country, there may be some taxes incurred. Okay, but why, if you've gone to all all of the, if you're one of the fortunate people in the whole history of this planet, because there's only been two groups of people in the entire recorded history of our planet that have ever had God-given rights, and those were the first 200 years of Rome and approximately the first 200 years of our country. And if you want to give those up and you incur any taxes, one of them will be one of that section right there. So I don't anticipate anybody ever having that obligation. Okay. Okay. So when I say I plan to pay any H seventy one B or H seventy seven B tax incurred, I incurred. Do I ask him to to remit me a 
No. No, no, just make that statement and let it be. Okay. Okay, thank you. You what, Jeff? I wouldn't bring it up. Yeah, you don't even have to put it in there. That's just, you know, sometimes I embellish this stuff because I'm so familiar with it, you know. I, I really should tell you to make to drop that and make it simple. The simpler with this stuff you can be, the better off everybody is. Okay. So, That's good to know. Okay. So, just so I make sure I understand the salient point that you were bringing up about the um, 46 CFR 1.1-1A. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is really the the nuance around the non-resident alien well, which it, is causing it's the nuance around national which they term a non-resident right. alien to fool right. you okay that's right that's but, right that's right but that's their jurisdictional statement and the other important thing to take away from this boy and i, I like i said nobody i've ever heard had gotten this they always put the hook at the very front now you can understand why they do that well here you got a stack of something you're going to read like you're going to dive into this confusing ass internal revenue code there and they put the hook on the first page are you going to sit there and open the first page and go that's what i'm looking for right there no you're looking at the rest of the book you got to go through these guys are slick as bus station chili okay (laughs) sure roger you might tell him why they can change why the irs gets away with changing the term from the OMB. Well, they can they can do uh, they can you know in the front of a lawsuit any lawsuit you get to define your terms and if you say black is white and up is down sideways is backwards and that case goes all the way to the Supreme Court every every court that looks at that has got to abide by those definitions that were laid out in front and they they that's just a legal principle okay. So that's what they're doing. They're defining that term. Now here, this is a this is something I've had problems with, and this is why I, I get kind of aggravated with people that won't sit down and learn the information. They want the quick and easy way, okay? Uh, here's some kid I hear about going around going, I'm a non-resident alien! I'm a non-resident alien! Well, yes, you are, but only in the tax code. Nowhere else is it identified as that. Okay, so let's take back to our stat. There's only two statuses. You're either free or you're a slave. Okay, now let's take that very same example over to the oath and the passport. Okay, I swear under penalty of perjury I'm a citizen of the United States or a non-citizen national and have not since receiving United States citizenship or non-nationality violated any of the acts and conditions, right? Okay, so if if they if there they use non-resident a non-citizen national, well they couldn't go over in the IRS and say an income tax is owed by all individuals who are citizens of the United States and residents, and to the extent of eight seventy one and eight seventy seven B, all non-citizen nationals, because there's somebody looking at it goes well look. I don't know what a non-citizen national is, but they only owe two sections of the code, and I'm gonna go find out. That's why they had to put that very deceptive term in there. Now let's take the converse of that to the oath and the passport. I swear under penalty of perjury, I'm a citizen of the United States or a non-resident alien and have not since receiving United States citizenship or non-resident nationality violated any acts conditions. And somebody who's going to the trouble to read the oath is going to be saying, well, what in the hell is Jose the tomato picker doing applying for a passport? 
You see how they've had to mix and match these things to the circumstances. Does that make sense to you, Robert? It does. Okay. And you yeah. what's the easy way to deal with it? There's only two statuses. You're free or you're a slave. It doesn't matter what they label them. Correct. So, um, and so I'm going to probably need to lean on the group and you That's okay. um, as I get more into the corporate side of it, because I do own two businesses. Okay. So well, here, just, it doesn't matter. Yeah. See, here's, you're going to yeah. get yourself out of it and put them on notice, your affidavits on file. Yes. Okay. Yes. So yes. either one, are both of your cor- both of your companies corporates? Yeah, we talked about this. Uh, okay. One is a S Corp, and the other one is a LLC. Perfect. I, I think LLC's got pass-through capabilities, too. I know a subcorporation S does, okay? Yes. You, you know what I'm talking about, pass-through? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. All the well, goes directly it's going to go right to you. You don't have any tax obligations because you're out of their tax system. Right. <laughs> right. Correct. And they can't do a damn thing about it. And that's where my general, my, my large revenue driver is coming from anyway, is through the S-Corp. So. Okay. Well, there you're, you're perfect. You're, you're just set up. All you got to do is put whoever the commissioner is on notice. Don't forget, you know, as Glenn, my teacher, said, they don't call him the commissioner for nothing. Yeah. So, so right. So, um, I think uh, just like um, uh, Don had mentioned, so post um, notice to the IRS commissioner, I'm actually right now in the midst of uh, this week is going to be all about posting notices to or giving notice to all the different agencies. Okay. Now, listen, you're out there in California, and we learned something Mm -hmm. thanks to uh, Ephraim Ephraim and and, uh, uh, the others out there, uh, Laura. And what they got that letter back, and the the attorney general of California is going, well, we don't give legal advice. If you need legal advice, go to the bar, you know, and all that. We're not asking for legal advice. We're putting you on legal lawful notice. And that's... That was not stated in that letter. Yes. This, this is how we learn, okay? Yes. And so what you want to do is put at the top legal lawful notice, notice to the principals, notice to the agent, notice to the agents, notice to the principal. Now you're that's covered, actually, okay? That's actually what John, um, John Kasara actually had me write down um, in my cover letter. So okay. I have legal and lawful notice, notice okay. to the principal is a notice to the agent, notice to the agent is notice to the principal. So. Don't you love John? He's great. He is. Really great, yeah. Yeah, great support. Uh, so uh, super. I'm so glad he's out there, and you guys have got access to him. He's yeah. uh, he's been a real loyal. He's been around since the start of this thing. Okay, and he so, feigns not knowing much about it, but he knows a lot about it. Well, you guys seem to really reiterate the same thing. So I feel like it's it's very com- it's, I feel very um, confident just knowing that you guys are speaking the same things. So very aligned in terms of your 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 words. Um, well, Quick question, quick follow up question. Okay, it, better um, be, it better be quick or run out of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of um, how, how, how do, do we have an idea like how many people have actually crossed over and this process I actually have does no work? Earthly idea. I can tell you this. I had the lady call in, Holly from West Virginia. Hi, yeah. Roger. I, I read, bought your book 10 years ago, copied word for word, sent it in. I said, told a Tom. I said, I told you, I have no idea who's done this. Hold on, Bob. I have no idea. Okay, Bob, go ahead. No, for you, finish first. Well, we're not going to. So uh, what I can tell you is Glenn Ambort told me when they when they were in their federal trial. Now remember, 
John, uh, John and Glenn were only teaching for six months, okay? They only had 1,200 paid students that went through the class. The U.S. attorney got up in open court and said the IRS had gotten over 100,000 of these affidavits. Hmm. Now, they're liars. They may have been lying, but I don't think so, okay? So if that's any kind of a gauge, I've been doing this for 10 years. Hell, I got no idea how many people, but I know. Now it's my turn. Okay, Bob, please go ahead. (laughs) I have it on good authority that the earth is not flat. It's egg-shaped. I talked to a guy from, um, like, NASA, a spaceman yesterday. The Earth is not flat, it's egg-shaped. Thanks for remaining on topic. Well, I'll tell you what, that was profound, Bob. Thank you very much. Uh, There's our whistler, and that means that our time together today, at least, is over. Hopefully, we'll reconvene tomorrow. It's a good show today. We covered some very valuable ground. Robert, I'm tickled to death to have people of your quality. Thank you so much. Where where is where is the devil went down to Georgia coming from? <laughs> Holy smokes! Okay, well, thank you, Roger. Thank you. Good morning, Vietnam. Uh, go go have another drink, Bob. Uh, okay, thanks. We'll be back tomorrow. In the morning, Jim uh, Jim Ram, I think, is next. Jim, can you come in and salvage some sanity here? I don't know. I just spilled coffee all over my desk. <laughs> Not sure what's going to happen from here. <laughs> uh, that was my music. Sorry about that. I accidentally unmuted one of these buttons on my pad. But this is something you'll like. Is uh, is uh, Brent here today? Yeah, there he is. Check this out. Another example of the man keeping us down. <laughs> I pre I programmed that in on Thursday. <laughs> well, it's always nice to end the show. <laughs> I can do a better version. Yeah, we'll have to keep keep going until we get the absolute best. Oh, you <laughs> guys! I figure well, if there's ever a time when you're not here and we need you, <laughs> push the button. <laughs> those are in radio. Those are called drop-ins. Keep that one handy, would you, Jim? <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're off the server, and it's really 